Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, we talk a lot about the NHL trade deadline. That's not till March. NBA trade deadline is like a week and a half away. It is. What's today's date? Yeah, we're, I think the 8th of February is the NBA trade deadline. The Charlotte Hornets got involved already, and who knows what else is coming. Uh, so let's check in with our friend, Nada the Scribe, Kanata Edwards, CBSSports.com. We can talk college hoops. We can talk pro hoops. We'll talk a little pro hoops. Uh, and also, before we get to what the Hornets have done, will do, um, how uh, how excited is everybody on the ground in Charlotte with Dave Canales, who is coming in on a white horse to save the day? Well, I, I think there's it's a dichotomy because you have some folks that are like, that's all. We didn't go get Mike Vrabel. We didn't go get a Bill Belichick. Jim Harbaugh didn't want a meeting or anything else like that. Why are we stuck with Dave Canales? And then there's the other folks that understand that part of the reason why Dave Canales was selected was largely because, well, no one else really kind of wanted this job. And working for David Tepper seems to be an intrepid, just a very, very interesting position. And he may burn you out because he is just, he has an issue with emotional control. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> well, my my position was that the GM job was going to be harder to fill yeah. than the head coaching job because the coaches, man, there's only 32 of those. And I'm not saying that there's more than 32 general manager jobs in the NFL because there aren't. Uh, but there are different ways to have influence in player personnel than being the GM or the per- president of football operations. Uh, and sometimes that takes more than one person to do all of that. But there's only one head coach, and those jobs are cov- – so you're always going to be able to find a head coach. Um, but I, it's like I thought playing uh, being the GM under Dave Tepper, that to me – I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, that. Which is why they're hiring a whole separate position. And eventually, like, the obvious secret is Brant Tillis from the 49ers, the cap guy, is they're creating an entire position to be the buffer between David Tepper, <laughs> Dan Morgan, and Dave Canales. Like, that, that's Brant Tillis' new job. Like, that's <laughs> when we start thinking about that, that you need to create a buffer similar to what they did in San Francisco. Similar to, and mind you, there's not all these teams that are creating this buffer because you have the Atlanta Falcons really, right down 85 that the new that Terry Fontenot and new coach Raheem Morris, there is no buffer. They answer straight to Arthur Blank. Right. That's, where, that's what we're doing right now. That's how this is. So when we start thinking about, hey, David Tepper's out of control, there's this, there's that, remember that not everyone has this buffer in, in place. It won't so, matter. 
David, there's, there's no buffer. David Tepper is going to go right through the buffer. It's not the buffer but from the, the coach and the GM to the owner. It's from the owner uh, to the coach and the uh, and the GM. Uh, Kanata Edwards, not a describe, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Give me uh, your sense of what the Hornets uh, have done, will do before this trade deadline is over. Uh, I, pre- I know the Panthers needed offensive line help. And uh, the Hornets certainly got an <laughs> offensive guard in Kyle Lowry. Uh, it's not really the same thing, uh, although it does look it uh, at times. Uh, what's your? That's probably unfair. Uh, what's your? Uh, what's your sense? Your assessment of what the Hornets have done? The Hornets are beginning to basically break up what was an ineffective team for the last two years. They are assessing who to keep, who to who to trade. I would. Probably the obvious thing is Gordon Hayward's not going to be on this team. Right. I think he's played his last he's played his last game in a Hornets uniform. It's yet to be seen if Kyle Lowry will actually play a game <laughs> in the Charlotte Hornets uniform. Right. I would think that's highly unlikely unless Kyle Lowry actually wants to stay or they convince him to stay because, quite honestly, they need adults in that room. Right. So who knows? But at the same point, there's a um, th- this is a breakdown. This is not, and now there's been a bunch of, I would say, conversation, whether this is a retool or a rebuild. I would say it's semantics. You're going to have to reform this roster. But at the same point, they realized what they were doing for the last few years wasn't working, and they're finally starting to do something to address that. I mean... Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Does my, is Miles Bridges part of the future? That is to be seen. I, I, like... You got to. This is the weird thing about my, the Miles Bridges situation is that no one ha, he doesn't have his bird rights because of what he did. Mm-hmm. He eliminated his chance for getting paid more from whatever team he was on past this year. So it doesn't necessarily matter where he goes. The Hornets do not maintain bird rights on him, meaning they cannot sign him for more than the rest of the competition. So therefore, they're going to have to have a very frank and earnest conversation about, hey. We want to bring you back. What's the number? And if they don't give you a clear answer, you're probably going to have to deal him. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, is that Miles has to approve to wherever he goes. So if you're, say, the Utah Jazz and you want Miles Bridges, I'm not sure Miles is taking a deal. Miles has to approve to go to, to Utah. Right. That's going to be a harder sell than I think some people understand. Whereas there's Detroit that's interested as well, and there's also Phoenix that is interested. Those are two locations that are probably a little bit more appealing from the personal standpoint than Utah is, but Utah has the better assets. So it's going to be a very interesting dance as this last two weeks comes up because if you're Charlotte, you want want probably something of what Utah has. If you're if you're Miles Bridges, I'm not sure you necessarily want to be in Salt Lake City. All right, so Phoenix is playing better. Uh, the yeah. The Warriors are, are not playing better. Uh, 
How close are we to a Warriors breakup? <sighs> That's a tough one because I think we're closer than we think. But also at the same point, they're one of those teams that is so far over the cap and so that have traded so many assets that even if you break this down, like, what do you do? Like, what are you doing? You have to break this all the way down. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, Steph's going to be like, hey, guys, um, I want to actually continue winning rings. I love you guys, but I don't love you guys that much. So then I, I don't think the I don't think the Golden State Warriors breakup happens yet because you still have to fill that brand new stadium that the owners paid basically out of pocket for sure. in probably the most expensive real estate in the country. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this to where you need Steph to be bought in. So it's not ne- that's actually going to have to be a retool. I just don't see how they do it with the they we, we'll call them asset poor right now. They don't have the assets to do a proper rebuild, and they don't have anything of value to or anything of value that you want actually want to keep to actually make it a very easy rebuild or retooling at, do, at this point. Does Kanata Edwards not of the scribe is here with us on the Adam Gold Show? Does Clay Thompson or uh, Draymond Green or at this point uh, Andrew Wiggins do they have any value, real value on the market? Believe it or not, Draymond, he's the only one. Really? You could make a case. You could make a case that the second most important person for the Golden State Warriors right now is Draymond Green. Gosh, I'd move him in a heartbeat. I I would too because you don't know exactly what that man's going to do. But at this point, that defense isn't right. You can't play guys like Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga together without Draymond Green being there because Draymond Green takes up so much. He's a guy, Draymond is a guy that still has value in terms of a defensive thing. It's just that the mentality is like, is he going to rub everybody the wrong way? Yes. (laughs) Which, yes. Yes, but unfortunately for the Golden State Warriors and why it's so hard, it's going to be so hard for them to rebuild, you have to bring in so much that I'm not sure that if you deal a Draymond Green, who might be the only thing you can extract value from, at that point, like, what do you like? What's left for you to actually build around Steph? With? Yeah, I, I, I get it, but um, th- you know, Green is there. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> these guys are all there, and they stink. So, yeah, no, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> they, they went all in, and unfortunately, right. this is what happens when you miss on. This is what happens when you miss on a James Wiseman. This is what yeah. happens when I'm not saying Kaminga is a miss, but it's not. It's not like an all prince and Shingoon or something like that. This is what happens when you have three lottery picks in two years and you've missed on, badly missed on at least two of them. This is what happens. The, the dynasty dies, basically. All right, let me ask you one more question, Kanad Edwards, at Not of the Scribe on Twitter. Uh, as, a, uh, as a producer of the Ion College Basketball Podcast with frequent guests Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, what is the prevailing thought about ACC basketball really beyond North Carolina and Duke? And North Carolina, I would say right now, is the only bona fide national championship threat. I think Duke can get there, but a lot of things have to happen for Duke to put themselves in that position that we have not seen on a regular basis. Carolina is absolutely a Final Four threat and uh, a contender to win it all. 
Beyond those I, two, what else does the ACC have? Why do I only see three teams in every bracket? To be fair, the ACC, this is where, and this is a conversation that we could have for another 15, 20 minutes, but I also know that you are busy. Yes. But the, the 90% of this is that, unfortunately, Wake didn't win enough games in the non-con. Wake, if Wake beats Utah, we're not having this quite, we're not having this conversation. Right. If Clemson doesn't have putrid losses to Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech at home, right. we're not having this conversation. If Syracuse actually stays within 20 of either <laughs> Gonzaga or Tennessee, or we're not having this conversation. We're having a a lot of this conversation is go schedule somebody and then go beat somebody in your non-con. Like Clemson Clemson has so many near misses. If they beat Memphis on the road when Memphis was actually good, that's a good win. It but a lot of a lot of this is the ACC virtually vomiting on its shoes when the moment gets too big. And because of that, we're going to see four teams. Like, I feel good about there being four teams in the ACC. The only problem is it's two and a possible. Like, let's be, let's be honest about this. At this point, like, Northwestern has a better tournament resume <laughs> than anyone not named North Carolina. I can, I can make the same case for Nebraska. Also having a better tournament resume than anyone named, not named North Carolina. Because if we really take a like look under the hood at Duke's like tournament resume, it ain't good either. We just give them the benefit of the doubt because of all those five stars. A lot of this is there's a lot of work to do, and we're going and unfortunately between Jim Phillips not caping up for the for mm -hmm. ACC football, yeah. much less ACC basketball. At some point, someone's gonna need to step up and say, "Hey guys." We have an image problem. We need to do something about it. Unfortunately, no one's stepping up and doing it, and they're leaving it to the coaches. And unfortunately, outside of Steve Forbes, the coaching coaches taking up for this has been woeful as well. Yeah. Uh, Coach K talked about it years ago. How come nobody's talking up the league? Uh, it shouldn't be up to uh, dopes like me on uh, Sports Talk Radio. Kanata uh, Edwards at Nada the Scribe. Uh, my man, we got to run. I appreciate your time. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. We'll talk about, we'll talk about hot stove baseball. Okay. We do that. We do that. Yeah. And, and next time we'll hit the Knicks. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Peace. I talk to you. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose wake med. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.